Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the One Piece Book Club. I am your host, Justin, LJ90 on Twitter, and with me today, I have my two esteemed guests. First and foremost, she's been with us from the beginning. She has crossed a thousand miles, and she would cross a thousand more. The always mindful, the always prescient, the just all-around dope individual... Asia Seeker Chasing Lux. How's it going? It's going. Hi. Hi, everybody. We are also joined by our additional crewmate, my study partner, who helps keep me in line while I'm at work. Because I got to say, your your study streams do help keep me focused. Because I'm like, okay, cool. I want to distract myself. Nope. I'm supposed to be doing this right now. Let me do this. Wit Pulliam. How's it going? It is going. I'm so glad that those are helpful for you. You have no idea. Like you, I love you them, have... actually. I don't talk in there. I love lurking in there. It's been one of the few reasons that I have gone back to Twitch. Y'all know I'm like, that's so good. That's so good. I do that because generally I'm the one cultivating that space. So I'm just like, it's quiet. She's typing. Look at studies. It's perfect. It's like the perfect... We have things to do, and we want to do it all together, but please don't talk to me. It's it's beautiful. It's beautiful Yo, fellowship. It, it's big library energy. Yes. Yes. We are focused yes. together, but not on each other. Let's talk exactly. about it. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. Look, I, I could do a whole other show on what you just said. We are focused together, but not on each other. That is a yeah. word. Yes, we can. Listen, we can. <laughs> you know I'll be ready, okay? That That is a sermon. Oh, man. This is great. All right, we're here. We're at Water 7. Uh, I know a lot of folks were waiting for both of you to get here specifically. Um, you both either live tweeted or streamed your reaction to the intro of this, and I have been called a terrorist because of this. And okay, I get it, you know. Mm. Has this whole thing been a plot for me to get you both to cry over a boat? I mean, it has it not been a plot for me to get you to cry over a boat. Ain't that some stuff. But you know what? We're here now. Let's talk about it. How did Water 7 hit y'all? Like, we're, we're, we're fresh off of Aokiji giving the beats to the whole crew. We're, we're, we're fresh off of seeing just how tiny the Straw Hats are in comparison to the world at large. So, how did y'all feel about Water 7? How did we feel? We're crying over a boat, Justin. Are you that ass right now? Like, you're not <laughs> like, that ass, bro. <laughs> Let's jump on it. Let's jump in. I'm I'm over it. Like, what? Uh-uh. it's it's the way I'm actually glad that we had a little bit of time in recording because you guys don't know, but this one we took a little bit of time to get here. But I'm really glad because my heart. Hmm. The audacity! Yeah. The audacity of them to personify the boat into a child. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I just made it more sad. You did. You, you really did. Struggling. You really struggling. So I didn't even catch what you just said about the boat being a child. Like that makes the argument between Luffy and Usopp hurt that much more. Because it is watching the elders in your family fight and you can't do anything about it. You can't do anything. Imagine how the boat felt when they were fighting. I mean, we don't have to imagine. The boat was crying. <laughs> like, no. 
Oh man. All right. Well, I get. I guess that's where we shall. That'll be our first point then. This arc is centered around two main conflicts. The first is between Luffy and Usopp. And what I really enjoyed about the Luffy-Usopp conflict, at no point was anyone involved, not just Luffy and Usopp, but the other straw hats around them. At no point were they acting out of character. Yeah. From Usopp blaming his own weakness for the reason why they can't get the ship fixed to Luffy saying, no, I've made my decision. Luffy clearly with his words, like they don't do the, the typical fiction thing. Like this isn't just unique to, to anime or manga. This is a fiction thing of not using your words properly. Luffy clearly states the boat is broken. It cannot be fixed. I'm getting a new one. And it, it, it's not a, the conflict is just sitting around, oh, Usopp doesn't know what the crew knows. No, Usopp knows. He just has a very strong attachment to the boat, and he can't process, yo, why are you doing this? Why why are you getting rid of the Going Mary? And Luffy's like, yo, if I don't get rid of the Going Mary, I'm putting my friends at risk. Everybody is behaving realistically here. To the Zoro saying, hey, no, nah, they need to have this conversation. Let them have this yeah. conversation. When he stopped Nami and was like, no, this is they need to do this like this is between them like we're not we don't need to get involved with this at all and everybody respecting that and actually letting them fight it out was like it almost makes me wonder if Usopp had been there when they got told about the boat would this still have happened would he yeah. still have blamed himself and made up an excuse to say I'm gonna keep the boat if mm. Usopp I think if Usopp hadn't have gotten jumped and had the money stolen it would have been easier for him to, to accept, accept that. Yeah. Because so the boat, the boat and Usopp are intrinsically tied together, right? Like the boat, right. the boat is not a pirate ship, right? The the boat by function, it's just a caravel. It's just a simple merchant ship. It right. is not equipped for the Grand Line. Usopp, he is not a superhuman. He's not Zoro. He's not yeah, Chopper. Mm -hmm. He's not Nami at this point because Nami has taken down threats yeah, that does. are way above her station mm -hmm. yeah Usopp's just Usopp like he he is the bottom tier of the crew and he acknowledges that and he feels that he's holding them back going back to Aokiji mopping the floor with everybody Usopp says yo I didn't even do anything but I feel mm -hmm. like that's also part of the connection with the ship right because like the ship is just kind of like there like it does perform a function but it's but, really there. Yeah, it's really like the most yeah. innocuous, you know what I'm saying, thing. And mm -hmm. I can see the the relationship to that. Like, no, like, you know, I'm still functional. Like, I can still do things. Like, you can't, you can't discard, like, functionality like that. You know, you can't discard the memories and what the thing means to you. Like, yeah, y'all could get a yacht. You know what I'm saying? But, like, is it going to be merry? Right. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, though, when he fought, like that—that's the part. That's the part that confused me because he was like, "I'm so useless. Like, I'm not as strong as you guys. I'm not as tough as you guys. I can't do this." Luffy, fight me for the boat. He knew how Luffy was. He knew that if he challenged Luffy to fight him all out, like he knows he will, he would die. He knew that, and yet he still went through and challenged him, which that in itself should have been enough to prove. That he was good enough to be on the on the crew. Yep, like all of that, Usopp's like, insecurities, 
he just like threw it away as soon as the minute he challenged luffy he threw everything else that Mm -hmm. he said out the window everything Mm -hmm. else didn't make any sense because you know who luffy is and you know how like yeah, but he, it's GP he, though. It's GP. Sometimes you're willing to take the ass whooping just for the just for the the general principle of it, because yeah. it's like, yeah, I could walk away and I could not go this route. But then you'd never have the experience of somebody fighting for this thing that seems so ridiculous to you. The same mm. way that in context, some of the fights that Luffy would take would seem so like ridiculous the things that he's passionate about like the fights that he ends up taking on for his friends the way that he acts it's out of love and it shows him to be this very emotionally intelligent person and we don't necessarily see that from the other members of the crew like yeah they do show up for each other and they do work together but luffy is the one who makes those emotional decisions yeah so i feel like it was one of those things where it was like yo how do you not see what this is like how are you not getting what i'm telling you right now okay i guess we're just gonna have to fight and if you're gonna kill me i guess that's what it is but you're gonna know that we're not gonna play about the berry like that i'm not gonna do it i'm not fucking with it and that's just what it is so i get both sides of that where it's like nah like this is something i'm willing to get hurt for Mm-hmm. The same way you're willing to get hurt for these things, the same way you're willing to risk yourself for these people. I'm willing to do that for the Mary. What's up? Do you think Sanji would have done it for the cooking boat? He started to. Yeah, I feel like yeah, it could have gone he, that way. Yeah. He acted kind of like that when yeah. they were fighting on that boat. Right, but, but then Zeph and Luffy both had to remind him, yo, your memories aren't tied to the boat. It's tied to... Zeph, as long as you I mean, have Zeph. Though, they, they started saying that after Luffy had already done like a whole <laughs> yeah. chop through, through, through the front of the boat, like well, half the boat already torn off and floating away. You know what I mean? So, so like, talking he kind of the... had to accept it and fight back at the same time. So I feel like he didn't really have time to like try and save the boat. You know what I mean? Right. But Luffy attacked the boat for a very specific reason. Like Luffy and Zeph both figured out, yo, they want the boat. Cool. Smash the boat. Now what? The thing that you want doesn't matter anymore. Right? Like going back to Luffy's emotional intelligence, he knew, okay, the boat means a lot to them, but what means more to them is Zeph. They feel the way right. about Zeph the way I feel about Shanks. So the Why boat do you think he didn't matter. do that with Mary then? The Mary on a purely to- uti- on a purely utilitarian function, the uh. Mary and we and we see this later on when Frankie shows Usopp. The base of the Mary is broken. Like, if they had taken it past Water 7, it could have sunk. And they they have three Devil Fruit users that would have been dead in the water right there. Yeah. So, like, on a purely utilitarian function, he had to get rid of the Mary because he's putting his friends in danger at that point. Like, neither side was wrong here. It's just... Talking human- about three with the freaking devil fruit can we talk about how miss robin wanted to disappear and cause all these people trouble from the jump i was not happy justin i was not happy <laughs> she's a little rat out here being fast when we rolled up to the water town i know she is not out here i know she's not i mean robin had things to do robin no, had, things to do. had things to do i don't want to hear that um so hold on before before we get to robin there there's one I wanted to highlight two more things from the Usopp conflict. Mm. After or right before they fight, Nami goes to Luffy in private and it's like, yo, you don't have to do this. And when Luffy says, yo, I'm going to do this, the first person to support 
Luffy in the fight is Nami. Nami tells Zoro and Sanji to shut that shit up. We're doing this, so get over it. And I know people like to say, you know, Zoro is technically the first mate, but I feel like Nami is the the voice, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. when it comes yeah. down to it, yeah, Zoro may be first mate, Luffy may be in charge. Nami is the brains and heart of this outfit. I feel like I would categorize Zoro as like the enforcer. Yes. With Nami being the first mate. Like Zoro is there to make sure that nah, whatever whatever these two say is finna happen. Like that's there is no question. Yeah, he's like whatever they say, he's not gonna talk to you. Yeah, he's not about to have no type of conversation with you. He does not care. Like, are we fighting or are we not fighting? That's Zoro. Nami is definitely the one that's like, hey, guys, maybe we should take a right turn over here because there's shark people in the water. <laughs> they like to bite. Like... That's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, after the fight, Zoro does get a great moment where Luffy's about to break down and just like he just can't ha- like he can't take it because he did just beat up one of his friends for his convictions. And Zoro says... That's the burden of being a captain. Don't doubt yourself. If you start becoming unsure, who can we have faith in? Oh, my God. When he said that. Doesn't you were there? You know what happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I felt that was. That was probably the second most like impactful moment for me. The first one was when we were with the princess and she was pleading to the people at the snow island. And was like, you need to know when to just give in and be a captain. How are you going to lead them if you don't know how to control yourself? And he, Luffy snapped with the quickness and got his shit together and started apologizing. That moment and then this moment right here when Zoro was like, they're basically reminding Luffy that he needs to be a captain. And just the fact that Luffy retains that information so quickly and he's just like, oh yeah, I forgot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I don't know why the moments hit so hard. They're not just playing pirate. Like, yeah, they're here for the adventure, but it's real shit out here in these seas. And Zoro is quick to remind Luffy, yo, it's real shit out here. Get your shit together. Um, the fight itself, seeing Usopp go all out like that for the first time, we get a glimpse of like what he's actually capable of especially with the dials augmenting his arsenal which there's a throwaway line at the start of this arc where Usopp says that he can actually make Nami a weapon using the dials seeing what Usopp was able to do with the dials here without any augmenting like just using them yeah Nami's about to be a problem oh yeah the minute he makes her something else. Yeah. Because, like, even the, the climb attack, even though, like, it's technically a joke weapon, Nami figured out how to make lightning from it. So, let's go. Right. Um, very casually, and it didn't take her that long. No, nah, like, she she's kind yeah, of a almost genius. immediately. Yeah, almost immediately. The other thing, when the, when the argument is happening, each person is reacting the way that they would react around their own family. Nami's watching the only family she's ever known be torn apart. So she's like, yo, can we not? Sanji 
kicks Luffy before he Luffy says, yo, if you don't like it, get off my boat. And when Sanji says, yo, don't say things you can't take back, Luffy immediately realizes he was in the wrong and says, yo, I shouldn't have said that, my bad. I appreciated that little moment of Luffy saying, yep, I shouldn't have said that, my bad. We disagree, but I don't got to kick you out. But the the mere fact that he was going to say it just triggered Usopp's insecurities because Usopp's like, yo, if you're going to get rid of the boat, you're going to get rid of me next because I can't pull my weight. Which I understand why Usopp felt that way. Right. Because if the boat is if the boat is putting his friends in danger and Usopp feels like his weakness is putting the, his friends in danger in his mind, he's like, so Luffy's going to get rid of me, too. Which is so sad coming from him going up there not once, but twice to try to get that money back. Oh, that was heartbreaking. He caught the beats twice like, trying to get the money. He was trying. So it was almost like that was his line. He was like, if I can't do this, I don't deserve to be in this crew. So I need to keep going back until I can get it. And juxtapose Usopp getting just decimated to when Luffy, Sanji, Zoro, and Chopper show up and just, they don't just beat down the folks. They destroy their house. See, they shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have did it, buddy. I like how they try to surrender. It's like, hey, hey, we're sorry. It's like, hey, at this point, it's about the principle. It's about the principle yeah. of the thing at this point. Honestly, you should be grateful if you even walk up out of here. If we're going to be honest. I mean... Yo. I Chopper, who's normally a pacifist, was like, yeah, we're going to break every bone in your body. Yeah, we can just kill He was in big no form problem. right away. <laughs> yeah. He was not he playing was like, any game. no problem. Somebody said <laughs> fight. <laughs> but I really uh, did appreciate the readiness, though. Hey, look. Don't got to get ready if you stay ready. Period. Facts. And they are stay ready all stars. Um, all right, so we, we we started with that conflict because I think that that conflict is the driver for a lot of what happens in this arc. Uh, before we go to Robin, I do want to take some. Actually, no, let's go to Robin. We'll talk about Water Seven as a city last. We're not last. Oh, can next. can we talk about though how after that fight when they left Usopp there, that was the last time they saw the boat. All right. At least for right now. Do you want another? They were like, we can we can never go back to the boat after this. Mm. And they left. Would you like a piece of heartbreaking trivia? Uh, (laughs) yes. And the volumes. The beginning of every volume has a list of the major characters and factions. Mm -hmm. And it has a block called Straw Hat Pirates, and it lists all the Straw Hats. After that chapter, no, no, was he off the list? He's no, off the list. I don't no. like it. I don't like it. I don't. Okay. I don't want to do this anymore. We don't need to take <laughs> I don't a time like out. It. Yeah, we don't need to take a time out from this. G. Time out. Know. I'm hurting. Somebody tap in. No, because honestly, like, I don't even have that much to say about like this shit because it hurt my feelings. Like seeing that in the volume is like, oh no, he's serious. Like he's not part of the crew anymore. And like, <sighs> compare this to like it. Compare this to when Luffy fought Zoro, where that was clearly an editor telling Oda what to do, and it just felt clunky and off. This felt so natural. It right? did. Like, this is so <laughs> much better than the typical shonen heroes fight each other thing. Yeah. Like, I'm actually not going to bag on Naruto, because I think 
Naruto versus Sasuke, the buildup to it makes complete sense. It is completely yes, in character it, for everybody natural. involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is Sasuke's insecurities because his brother once again gave him the beats and he's seeing Naruto. Wait, he's not useless anymore? LOL. Mm-hmm. Like he, his insecurity started acting up and Orochimaru is a predator. He's a predator and said, yo, you trying to get stronger? I can make you stronger. Like it, it fits. This felt like a less fantastic version of that. It is two human beings having a very human reaction to something that they're both very passionate about. I can't believe they took him off the list. I want to fight. Who the editor again? Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Like they they just have like Usopp's still on the page, but he's not in the straw hat block no, anymore. Who, he's outside who, of it. Who, yeah, who's that? Did I go across and they say, you know what's a good idea? Let's oh, that, do is this. A, that is a hundred percent Oda himself. He said, Oh no, oh, y'all nah, gonna feel this. Go. Y'all gonna I'm feel this. Together. I'm gonna give you a pass. Uh, for now. <laughs> speaking of feeling this, so I know you I think both of you collectively haven't trusted Robin since you joined. Nope. No, period. And won't. Still don't. And won't. So, when she ducked off in the beginning of this arc, like, what was running through your minds? I'm waiting for the bullshit. I'm waiting for the shit to hit the fan. I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna bullshit you. I'm waiting for I thought for she something. disappeared at such... Like, yeah, it was she, so convenient. Like, right, you just right happened after. to disappear when we needed you there. In the canals and shit, like... In the canals. <laughs> Like, you like, just so happen to not appear. Well, not... And then, not, my, my, my but whole also thing they was, like, knew her. They knew her there, That's too. what I'm saying. Like, it wasn't... That wasn't a... You just a got randomly pressed. A kidnap or a... We yeah, like, or type yeah, of... No. Her. They was homies. I wonder, like, where's she from, from, for real? That's what I... Asking the because she was wanted since she was a kid, but like that means she's been on the run since she was a kid. You feel exactly me? from where? Where are you running from? How you get all the way out here? Isn't the Grand Line supposed to be dangerous? How you how you sailing the seas as a child? Hmm? Y'all and are then how asking. Did she, and then how did she come into doing what she's doing with the artifacts? With the rope, you know right? Because that's not no random shit you stumble onto. It's not. And not only that, if the people that were there working with them, right, were supposed to be with the government, right, they knew about her, and yet the government was hunting her, that doesn't make sense. How are you working with the government organization for the same government that's hunting you down? Make that make sense. Make it make sense, Justin? I can't wait for y'all to read Enos Lobby. Right, because I'm not going to say nothing because it means that we're on the right track. Every time we do this with and he get quiet, <laughs> he get quiet. Yeah, he get quiet Every for a reason, time. y'all. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll say this, right? Like she, she dips off with CP9 and we find out that CP9 is this government organization. Mm-hmm. She shoots Iceberg. Also, yeah, Robin, gets ta- Robin gets taken off the list too, by the way. But oh, Robin de- oh my god! Super okay with uh, that. I re- that Rob- double hit for Luffy when he Rob- lost Usopp, he lost the ship, he lost Robin. But here's the thing: Robin doesn't get taken off the list until the volume where she looks at the Straw Hats and says, "I won't be coming back with you." See, mm. I who was editing this book? Who was editing? Yeah. Like, I would like a word. I just come outside. We're not gonna jump you. We just want to talk. We're not gonna jump you. 
Like we not. We just have a few very pointed questions to ask about what the you got going on in your head. That's all. That's all. No big deal. Don't look in the trunk. Don't worry about what's back there. We just need you to answer the questions. (laughs) So Robin tries to kill Iceberg. She ends up working with CP9. And I got to say, the CP9 reveal of them being the Carpenters, I did not see that coming the first time I read it. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that. I was shook. Shook. Upon rereading, the subtle hints are there. When we first meet Lucci, and he braces his fall by jamming his fingers into the ground, what's his signature move? The finger pistol. And he just pops it right above the heart every time. Sit down. Martial art thing that they were doing, though? I still don't understand that. Oh, okay. So, six powers. Six powers. They can make their body as hard as iron. Mm -hmm. They can move at super speeds. And as you guessed with Kaku, they can run on the sky. On the sky, right. So and then actually props the- props to you on your uh, both of you when you were both reading that, you're like, how is he running on the sky? And it's like, oh wow, y'all picked sorry. up on that instantly. <laughs> I feel like me and Whip be reading the same way with like a magnifying glass, like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Who did that? Because we be we be pulling up with the same questions like, um is that a, is that a footprint right there? That's a footprint yeah, in the air. Like, That's interesting. What kind of devil fruit he got? Hold on. <laughs> so the the six powers are not devil fruits. It's just martial arts. They just train yeah, their bodies. Yeah, yeah. And their their freaking lackey trainee that joined them that could only do like four, how many? Oh no, he was later on. But yeah. like, who was training them? Mm. Justin. <laughs> like, These are very good questions. Right. You <laughs> see how the silence just be falling. <laughs> um. <laughs> I have an idea of who did this. Uh, you don't even know? You don't know? You I, don't know. You don't know? I have an oh, idea. No oh, no. Nah. I have an idea. Um, it's someone within the world government. Like, I, I don't think it's anyone in, like, the Navy that did this because CP9 operates outside of the Navy. CP9 is basically the CIA, the Navy's the military. So they're, like, their own little assassin like, organization. So, so, yeah. We find out some of them do have devil. Well, one of them has a devil fruit. That door door fruit? That is a mess. That shouldn't be a thing. I'm sorry. Two of them have devil fruits. Yes, the door door fruit, which is incredibly broken. Like I said, what type of devil fruit they got? I I asked what I asked. (laughs) Wait, what's the other one? The cat cat fruit, model leopard. Oh, yeah. The cat cat fruit. This man said cat cat turned into a whole... Like, what's that? What's that? That that Power Ranger, the saber tooth tiger. I was like, what? <laughs> Talk about some cat Not cat fruit. This oh my lord, saber tooth tiger. Hell yeah, that's literally yeah. what he looks like. And did. <laughs> but yo, he ran through the entire crew by himself. A mess and iceberg and uh, iceberg's little 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 man. What's his name? Polly. Yeah, Polly. Who's being a little bitch, but then at least he realized that he made a mistake and then he tried to apologize, you know. I mean mid fight, he was like, I'm so sorry. Both of them were like, I'm so sorry, you know, after the fact. And then when we get the the backstory on both of them and like iceberg and like all the stuff he's gone through, you would think he would be more understanding. You know what I mean? You would think he would 
not jump to conclusions, you know. But then again, like how he that's kind of how he was when he was younger too. He was like not very um what what is the word I'm thinking of? Like sensitive to those types of things. He was very much just like get this done X Y Z, you know? Right. But still, he had gone through a lot. I thought he would have been a little bit more you know, he compassionate. I feel like while he was empathetic, he also, because he's seen, like, his flashback, he's seen what the government is capable of. He's like, nah, it can't be this. Oh, I see what you mean. Like, this, we can't have this again. No right, round like twos it, over here. It, it can't be this. But also, yeah. so, okay, Robin betrays the crew, but then Iceberg tells Nami, yo, she did this to save y'all. She's going yeah, to awaken uh, an ancient weapon because she said my only condition is the straw hats get to sail to safety, which again, Lucci could have killed everybody there, but he let them live. That wasn't just typical bad guy, you know, stupidity. That was, I made a deal with Robin. I said, I wasn't going to kill y'all. Here it is. Just as Iceberg is acting because he's seen the full weight of the government brought down, Robin yeah. has also seen the full weight of the government brought down. We don't know what the extent it has been done yet, but we do know that, because Lucci says this on the train, the government did something to her as a child, and she is so terrified of that, and they're manipulating that trauma to get what they want from her. Man, but mind you, they have the audacity to do all this when uh, Super Tsunami 5000 is on the way. So, right, <laughs> nobody's like, they just acting like it's a normal day. It's not normal outside right now. The, it's not normal. So, world building the Davy backfight, yeah. long wing, long rand, the, the tide that separates the islands and that joins them, that tide. That's Aqua Laguna. So we learned about Aqua Laguna in the last arc before we even knew what it was. Yeah, and I know it's a megalodon in there. I know it's a megalodon in there. And I don't know why nobody was rushing to get all of this taken care of, knowing it was on the way. The sirens were going off. The, literally, the intercom, um, please evacuate now. You have 10 minutes to get inside. Please evacuate now. You have five minutes to get inside. Meanwhile, nobody's doing anything. Nobody's moving. <laughs> I feel look, like it's an emergency. Just sit down and look at it. I, like <laughs> As someone that has lived in Florida, hurricane coming? Yeah, I, I've been through hurricanes before. I'll, I'm going to be all right. I, First I survived all, Sandy. I will survive nah, this. No, nah, no. This, this was Super Soaker 9000, Justin. Did you yeah, guys like how they described the, the water? <laughs> It's like there are creatures, there are magical, there's, okay, like, there's there's quite some things we should be concerned about in the real world, in the regular world, but they really need, no, they, they have, they have cause to move. Right. No, okay, because. I'm, I'm not disagreeing <laughs> with you, I'm just saying I know how people get down in these situations. Uh, they, they had built their city on top of their city, on top of their city, because the water destroyed it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they we're not gonna go right. there. Right. They were just doing anything. Can we can we bring up how they kept talking about how this one was bigger than the one last time? Why is that? Somebody messing with the water? 
Justin? I mean, I mean, hey, it could be like our planet, global warming, just messed everything up. We don't, we no. don't know. Mm, I'm messing with the water? Somebody messing with the water? Uh, I don't think so, question mark. But I, mean, I, le- I leave nothing to chance because like what we think is, okay, it could be nothing. 500 chapters later. Oh, yeah, no, that actually mattered. And this is why it mattered. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, no. That that's mm. that's what I get, um, but yeah. no. So you, you're talking about Water Seven, how they keep building the city on top of the city because Aqua Laguna keeps wrecking it, and the city itself is sinking. A mess. I, I appreciate the level of detail and care that Oda gives to each of these different new places. Like no place that's feels so different. right. Like th- this base is place. Th- this island, Water Seven, is basically Venice. It's Venice inspired. They've got the canals. It, it's very. It looks great. And then we learn that only does it look great. The architecture has a function as well. And it functions this way because a giant tsunami comes by every so often to wipe it out. Uh, no big deal. The, the details that go into creating each of these places and make them feel lived in. And I think one thing that helps these places feel lived in are the flashbacks, right? Like we, we get to see the people that had lives before we got here. Before this town. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's crazy though how the even though that that big tsunami you know still comes in every year and yet the train tracks are okay nobody yeah. ever talked about that they're just like yeah they're just they're just floating on top of the water what do you mean they're just floating on top of the water oh look tom <laughs> tom figured it out <laughs> tom said look I can, I can make this work and he he made it work like that I, I think that's one of those just one piece physics things where it's just like okay cool i'll accept this Okay, but all right, it was so, smart though for him to put those things to make the monsters and not, stuff not attack the the tracks. So you caught that, yeah. So keep that in mind. Remember the question y'all had way back at Reverse Mountain: How can you get past the calm belt? Shut up. Hold on. No. Uh. Uh. Okay. Uh, because the uh, who main out here floating with the little monster repellent. Who who put the repel on and said, "I got 120 steps. I need to hurry up and get out of this cave before the monsters get me." <laughs> so we already know one method that the world government has of bypassing the calm belt. Is it that? That's one of them. That's gotta be it. All right. Also, we're not going to talk about how they got trains. Nobody got planes. Nobody said they didn't have planes. See, mm-mm. just hold that thought. Um, so okay, be- before we do talk about the flashback, I want to get your impressions on Frankie as a character because it's really hard for someone for an author to pull off the antagonist turned not antagonist. Like I don't want to say he's part of the team yet, but he's definitely not against us anymore. So, like, how, how did you feel about Frankie as a character and sort of that, I don't even want to call it a, a, a heel turn because he's still kind of a jerk. He's just fighting on our side now. Which, in the in the big scheme, was he ever really not on our side? He was just not on the side of the people who rolled up and was just stealing from pirates. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. His whole get down was, I steal from pirates. We happen to be pirates. All right, I get that. Um, I will say when my first read through of this, I hated Frankie 
because I was like, if it wasn't for you, Usopp would still be with the crew. Yep. And that's exactly how I felt the first time. Mm -hmm. And then when I saw him have the audacity to be down there talking to him, I was like, <laughs> who told you? You can't be here. No, get away from the ship. Get away. But then he, like his love for craft, his craft, his love for his craft of building and creating things and taking care of a ship and knowing a ship was like, mm, I want to not like you. Right. But that, making me like you. <laughs> that flashback really humanizes him, right? Like it it shows you one, Frankie's way older than he looks. Yeah, he is. Because he's out here running around with the guy who built Goldie Roger's ship. So I'm sorry, say that again. So in the flashback, Tom. Right. Right. The reason why the government's coming after Tom is, yo, you built Gold Roger's ship. Right, 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 right. That's a crime. Frankie that's, was yeah, a, that's a huge thing. Frankie was a child when that happened. Mm. But he was alive. But yeah. Also true, he, he was, was alive. He was there. Just the mm. fact that he was alive says a lot. Right, so he... That makes, it, that makes him about the same age as Smoker, actually, if you think about it. Actually? Maybe, maybe a little bit older than Smoker. I think he's he's in that age range. I'm not going to yeah. look it up now. But yes, he's in that age range of everyone that saw Goldie Roger executed. He's in that age range. So like Shake, Smoker, right. Buggy. Um, I said I wasn't going to do it, but I did it. He is only a couple years younger than Smoker. <laughs> oh, really? He's younger. He is one year younger than Smoker. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're real close. Yeah. Um, I will say it did throw me for a loop when he started breathing fire. And I was like, they're like, hey, it's a devil fruit. And I was like, it can't be a devil fruit because Ace has the fire fruit. No two fruits of the same kind can exist. What? Oh, yeah. Because as soon as he said that, I was like, okay, so Ace Ace had, what? what is it called? Flame flame, right? Yep. Flame flame fruit. And I was like, what's this? We going fire, 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 fire fruit. But then that is too close. Yep. No two no two devil fruits of the same kind can exist. You can get like a leopard fruit and a jaguar fruit, but you won't get two leopard fruits. Right? Like you could get a gorilla fruit and a simian fruit, but you won't get two monkey fruits. Mm. So that like right that was like it can't be that and it's like oh nope he's a cyborg and i was like you know what cool cyborgs exist let's all right i get it kind of but i also appreciate kind of. that i also appreciate that while he's a cyborg he's not broken yeah right like, like he, he basically just patched himself like he patches ships yeah he he turned himself into one of his little battle frankies and but that that alone, though, lets you know that when he's using these things in his body, it's still hurting him. Yes. Because yes. just, he just put it under his skin. He just put it on his arm. These are still stretching out his skin. They're stretching out his muscles. They're still tearing on him. So every time he does something, he's physically damaging himself. Hold that thought, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say this flashback with Frankie, Iceberg, and Tom it hurt 
It right. is to see characters that you haven't seen and you're going into a flashback because you already know what that means. You already know what that means. The fact that they both had this attachment to Tom, but Frankie's creations, his battle Frankie's, are the reason that Tom gets executed. Oh, oh my gosh, I forgot that part. It's like, yo, can we <laughs> can we catch a break? Yeah, there was a lot of emotion. There was a lot. Well, also, it also gives context for why he's so protective of the Frankie family. Yeah. Because after what happened with Tom, he said, yo, I'm never going to lose. Like, that's never going to happen to me again. And it also gives you context. Remember in the beginning, the frog that keeps getting run over by the train. Yeah. And we saw him learn how to <laughs> swim. He was like, I'm going to teach you the front crawl. That was so cute. And he's doing that because Frankie, on that train that took Tom away to Enos Lobby, Frankie tried to stop it and got ran over. So the frog keeps trying to stop the train from taking people Mm -hmm. away. Is that why he attacks the train? That makes so much sense. Remember that funny little joke? sickeningly sad, though. That is really sad because he's beat up like the whale. It's sickeningly sad. What starts off as a funny little joke. Let me just twist that knife. Oh, don't do it. <laughs> there, There's a moment later on. I'm not going to say like what it is, but like it's, it's a throwaway joke. And you're like, hey, that's really funny. The joke comes back and it's not funny the second time. <laughs> it's not funny anymore. Um, that, can we also talk about a conductor lady being a part of their little group? And that's how she knew Iceberg. And that's why Iceberg was like, yo, you're kind of like my mom. What are you doing? Fall back. Fall back. The, ki- the kiss made it weird. You made it weird, Ma. You made it weird. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're this family, this tight-knit community. And because Iceberg has seen what the world government can do, that's why he sort of positioned himself the way he has. Because he's trying to protect his city from the government. Right? Like, they... They all knew where the Pluton was, which, again, that's the weapon Crocodile was looking for. But he said, if I position myself next to the Uh government, they can't run up in here again the way they did with Tom. But turns out government don't play fair. They lie, they cheat, they steal. They do, which in a a way is kind of like, okay, I can kind of see where Crocodile came from. You know, let him pretend like, you know... We're, we're here for you, but then go off and do your own thing and try and, you know, get the goods and leave, basically. Because he had to have got, gotten that intel from them. Because he, he's not supposed to know about that. Nobody's supposed to know about that. So Iceberg and Frankie knew about the weapons because Tom knew about the weapon. Right. But Crocodile is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Crocodile. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you why Crocodile knows See, about the weapon, oh actually. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but... Yes, Crocodile just being a pirate, being part of the underworld, eventually led him to the weapons because the government has gone through great lengths to tell people these things don't exist. Right. That's why... Robin is a factor because how did she even know? Not only how does she know, but she has an insane amount of knowledge concerning them. Well, she was the one that had the... Because they were like, she's the only one that can activate this weapon. So she got to go. Yeah. That's basically. 
She's the only one that can read the language of the pony. Uh, yeah, so she's the only one who could even understand the first one who can understand like what's going on. And call back to Skypea. The thing that set Robert off was she was like, "Yo, how did Gold Roger read these?" Mm-hmm. See, because he, he left a message mm-hmm. on the poneglyph. We've guided this document to its conclusion. Mm-hmm. So, we learned through Iceberg that Robin's only goal here is to learn her history, right? Mm-hmm. Like right. her whole her whole thing is, I gotta find the poneglyph so I can find my history, and. While she may not have showed it, she has an attachment to, at a minimum, Luffy. And she's like, I don't want anything to happen to them. So I will, I will damn the world if it means that my friends can be safe. And that moment where Nami calls out to Luffy and Zoro, like, hey, Robin did this for us. And they're like, okay, cool. That's all we needed. Let's go. Round two. Because even in that fight, while Luffy is sure that Robin hasn't betrayed them. The rest of the crew, not so much. Like, yo, I don't know she about this. Left, she left us. Let's not forget. Right. And so, the way that this story is able to pull off two arcs with similar themes, right? Like Nami betraying the Straw Hats because of Arlong, Robin betraying the Straw Hats because the government but they don't feel the same, right? Like they, these feel like very different stories. Oh, very different. Like not even close. So we're, we're, we're talking about Robin. We do have to talk about Sanji. This man is so clutch. I never want anybody to put disrespect on his name ever, ever, let's, let's, ever. Let's talk about it. I don't want to let hear anybody that. disrespect him. Yeah, not a, not a drop of slander, period. Sanji goes missing because like the whole thing that went down at Iceberg's Mansion, I'm like, where is Sanji? Now, I just need to accept when Sanji goes missing, he got a plan. Let that man cook. The fact that Sanji was able to deduce what was going on before the rest of the crew figured it out and knew to meet them at the train. I was like, okay, I get it, Sanji. You're, you're, you're just that dude. The fact that he got to the train first and left a message. The fact that, so the way I thought the train sequence was going to play out is Sanji goes through each car fighting everybody and he gets his own little fights. Sanji, why would I do that? Why would I fight I, everybody? Yes. I'll just put you all on one car. And, and leave you be. I literally thought the same thing. I was like, oh, we're going to get a, a, a train arc. This is uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba part two. Okay, we're going to have a train arc. It's going to be fun. He said, I don't have time. Y'all think I want to deal with this? This is extra effort. I'm just here to collect the girl and go. Whatever y'all got going on at the front of the train, that's not my business. I do appreciate that Sanji only fights when it is absolutely necessary. I love that we got to see him actually fight with weapons. Like, technically not weapons because they were not kitchen knives, but it was cool to not see him just use his feet. When I tell you, while Wanze is a joke character... That page spread of Sanji with the knives, I was like, oh, let's fucking go. I, 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 as soon as I saw that, I was like, I need to see if they got this in 1440. I need this on my desktop. <laughs> <laughs> Get it in 4K? Man, it looked so good. It was so good. Yeah. No, that whole, because it's like, 
Yes, I know how to use knives. I'm a cook. Duh. I just don't. But since you're food, I'll make an exception. Period. <laughs> um, the, the other thing I really appreciated about the train. One, they don't forgive Frankie immediately. They're just like, no, dude, it's your fault we're in this situation. But we could use an extra set of hands. We haven't forgiven you, but the enemy of my enemy needs to get the fade too. Ooh, facts. Also, Usopp's mask. Again, it's a throwaway oh, line. My- but Sanji pointing out that, yo, some of the people on those train have those funny masks too. Bam. Usopp shows up with the mask. Because he says, yo, this isn't my fight. This is a straw hat fight. I am not a straw hat. I can so, come back in a costume. Sniper King Soge King. The anime actually gives him his own theme song. And it's kind of hilarious. Oh my god, that's so cute. Aww. Like it's actually pretty funny. Um Wait, before we even get there though, right? They're on the they're on the second train. Oh, they're not on the second train. They're on the first train. But that second train, we're just gonna act like second train wasn't there for an extra reason. They was just building second train. Rocket Man. Well, so we we learned a little bit about the Rocket Man. Like the Puffing Tom was the final version, but Rocket Man was sort of like the prototype. That's why it's like, right. yo, this is kind of a one shot deal. But why was it still there? I mean, they're not going to scrap it. It's still technically functional. Just... Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> she said that we can make it go, but I don't know about stopping. Yo. All I said is I can make it go. <laughs> um, that was actually a pretty funny moment. We actually see that Zara and Sanji do care about each other. Oh my gosh, to see them. Oh, that was so that cute. That was a sweet moment. That yeah, was so cute. I really enjoyed that. They have never, ever, ever, ever done that. But while they may bicker, look, we still crew. We 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 got this. You know, I got your back, you got mine. We fought the Davy back fight. We made it work. You know? Oh, that was so cute. I'm going to reread that today, just because. No, the, the, just that part. This whole setup is great. And what I, one thing I really enjoyed about the train is when Usopp is talking to Robin, and Usopp says, yo, just believe in Luffy. Because Usopp recognizes that he was wrong to not believe in Luffy. <sighs> just like Us- Luffy recognizes he was wrong to lash out at Usopp, which is why he tried to take it back, but can't take back words once they've left your mouth. Um, but all, the, the the fact that he understands that he can't join, he can't just come back to the crew like that. Because this would have been, he could have easily just said, cool, I'll fight with the crew again and we'll all be buddy buddy. And he's like, nah, I can't come back. I The captain and I disagreed. I left. Yeah. I'm not a straw hat anymore. Like there would have to be actual set conditions. I can't just show up. Right. So I'm, I'm very, well, I've, read but i'm very excited and interested to see what y'all think of enos lobby when we get there because now we're headed to enos lobby and that's that's azkaban right i never read harry potter so that that reference means nothing to me (laughs) is that i'm i'm pretty sure we're talking about the same thing that's where they keep the prisoners no enos lobby is not the prison enos lobby is the courthouse 
Oh. There's a separate place for the prison. Um, we have actually oh, that's already when you go through the door. That's after. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Okay. So we've actually already seen Enos Lobby on one of the cover stories with my, with not Michael Jackson. He gets sent to Enos Lobby. <laughs> Man, I knew I shouldn't have trusted him. We no, we've seen it twice. No, or uh, it's been mentioned twice because it was mentioned again. And on one of the covers or like one of the back pages about Mr. Two escaping from there. Oh, so that is impelled down. That's the that, prison. Yeah, that's Azkaban. That's Impel- the one. That's Azkaban. How did he get out of there? They were supposed that's supposed to be yeah. locked tight. You know what I mean? So Yeah, but you know we was not we was never going to see the last of him. He was too flashy and sassy. That's That's well, he part. also has that face changing thing, so I feel like he could escape easy, yeah, though. Probably. probably did it to one of the guards or something. So that cover story, the one of the cover stories shows how um, five Valentine, the Broke one that campaigned. Yeah, I mean, it shows how some of them escape. Crocodile doesn't choose to go with them, though. Crocodile and Mister One stay, so they get sent to prison. They get sent to Impel Down. Do you think Baroque, even after all this, is going to still work with Crocodile? Hold that thought. See, uh-uh. <laughs> just hold I just, okay, that thought. I just, Whitney, let me talk to you real quick, okay? Because I feel like whenever we have questions or we start trailing off, he's always like, eh, I don't know, guys. And yeah, then put, we get back to the material. Put a <laughs> pin in right. that. And... Um. But the the one thing that we found out about Impel, about Enos Lobby from the cover story, everyone that gets sent to Enos Lobby is guilty. So the government has set up a fake court system to judge people on their to to judge everyone guilty. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. So if you get sent to Enos Lobby, that's it. You're guilty. Yeah, and you're not coming back. We start to see the corruption of the world government. I mean, not start to like this whole this whole arc is is laying the foundation for what the world government actually is right like you can understand the function of the navy because not all pirates are like luffy some of them are like arlong some of them are like don krieg and to normal people that's terrifying mm-hmm. so you need a gov- you need a a power block to keep them in place right yeah power block quote unquote power block but now we understand what the world government is it's like, yo, this is massively corrupt. And you have a bunch of superpowered cops out here basically imposing fascism. Right. Honestly, they're more like, they're not even really like a government. They're like a big group of I'm pirate not. hunters, yeah, right? And they pick and choose which pirates to keep out so that they can go and catch other pirates. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just like any other corrupt system. Mm-hmm. They're just They're just bounty hunters. They're just Zoro, but like, bigger before so, he joined the crew and you can understand how like normal people can get caught up in that right like kobe from the very beginning kobe's like i want to join the marines and catch pirates yeah. you can understand how people can get caught up in like i want to do good and i want to protect and serve sound familiar mm. like mm. Eat, even something as air quotes cartoony as one piece the politic is slapping you right in the face i'm not saying Oda is saying all cops are bad, but the central theme, <laughs> are you saying? 
one of the one of the through lines of One Piece that you're going to notice is you can if you want to be a good cop, you cannot you cannot be in a rotten tree, and the tree is rotten to the core. Dude, Smoker, boy. technically and, a good dude. Yeah, he's he's seeing all the corruption. He's like, yo, I can't do anything about this corruption. And right? some people go about it the wrong way, like Crocodile. You know, well, cro- the government is working with criminals. Mm-hmm. They have pardoned criminals to maintain their order. And they're letting these criminals run rampant. Which is wild because you think, you think, you really think Crocodile gets to this weapon before you, he's going to give it to you? Crocodile? (laughs) You really think that? Now, unless you got people locked away in Azkaban that you can just release freely and say, we will pardon you and let you go free, but you need to go get this guy because i don't know if they do that but that sounds like something they would do justin <laughs> not him getting justin? on camera y'all okay justin? hello yeah i mean we about to be down bad <laughs> like we about to be down cataclysmic whitney in these next couple of hours that's how i feel not down cataclysmic i'm just yeah i'm down prepared down cataclysmic oh but yeah, the, the Water 7, Enos Lobby, they're setting the foundation for like finding out what this government, like we're, we're starting to get our first look at the world at large, like what the, the, the big picture of the world and this corrupt institution that no matter how hard you try to be a good guy in this corrupt institution, they're still corrupt as shit. And we okay, haven't even pause. scratched the surface. So when they took Tom, did they lock him away? No, they killed Tom. They executed him. He got killed? Yes, Tom is executed. Dead. Gone. Okay. What's the rule of uh, One Piece flashbacks? If you are a father, if you are a parental figure <laughs> in a One Piece flashback, yeah, you are going to die. Back. It is not, gone. Not only are you going to die, you're going to die in the most tragic way possible. See, because so. when, I, when, when I read it the first time and I was like, okay, they got the plans for this. But these plans are fake. I was like, oh, well, maybe the plans aren't like on paper. Maybe they like tattooed them or maybe they kept them somewhere else. Or it's like some type, some other type of plan. It's not actually on paper. But then he showed them papers. Yeah. Well, because the ancient weapons were created as a counterbalance to a thing. So while they are dangerous for the the general, while they are dangerous for the general population, Mm -mm. if said thing ever happens again, we as humanity need these things. Mm-hmm. So that sounds like a weapon for acnologia, and I don't like the fact that there are multiple weapons. See why are you pointing? See yeah. a plus reference, by the way. A okay. plus reference with the acnologia. That that's a mm. that's a deep cut. Um, but no, mm. basically, I don't think this is a spoiler. Something happened. There's three ancient weapons. All the all the kings of the world got together, made these three ancient weapons, used them to fight the thing. They beat the thing. The world government was formed. And they're like, cool, these weapons are too dangerous for anyone else to use. But if the thing ever happens again, we got to be able to protect ourselves. So. Wait, so then what's the deal right now? Oh, What this, is the problem? There's no problem. This is just Spandam being a greedy prick. This is the world government wanting to oppress people. Like, that's all this is. The world government wants another weapon to keep people in check. So why does Crocodile Crocodile want it? 
because he's a prick and wants to create the strong he wants power and he wants to oppress people through power so the 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 parallel being drawn here is the world government is no different than crocodile they're both trying to oppress goes back to the politic of one piece it's not telling you all cops are bad but it's heavily (laughs) implying (laughs) that all cops are bad it's crazy right because there's there's still two other weapons so even if you were to get a hold of one of them wouldn't the other two still be able to take him out if they're ever found but what if they're not lost asking the right questions man i will say your questions are going to get answered sooner than you expect actually oh Uh, really how soon are we talking 100 chapters 200 chapters where are we now all right we're at 375 you will get your answer okay never mind i guess that is kind of far i didn't realize how far away that was dang yeah you're about 200 chapters away from your answer but there will be an answer oh yes and yes you will get your answer because i'm not gonna say i feel like the only reason they're hunting down this one that hard is because it's the only one that's lost and they don't bring up the other two. But I'm saying that the only reason they're hunting this one down is because it's the only one that's lost. And no one ever brings up the other two. No one's bringing up the other two. Unless some other government that we don't know of has the other one and they've threatened the world government. But like, why would they do that? The only people that why were trying to do that with Crocodile. Okay, but failed. like it's a mad chaotic world. Like You're I true. feel that's like somebody true. somewhere it's probably not a governmental like agency at all. It's gonna be like three guys and a goat, and it's gonna be <laughs> like his dad's like best friend had seen the weapon and thought I'm it dead. was a monument, and it's been on his little island all along, and they worship it for some reason, and he he is just gonna accidentally set it off. Like I in this world, the possibility for the most ridiculous shit to happen and have it be calm is so high. Cause I feel like it's so much like the real world where like, yo, the truth is usually more ridiculous than the shit you'll make up. And that's how I feel like the world works is very much that like chaotic randomness, but within Mm. the controlled um, like idea of the mechanics of the world. So I do believe that somebody probably has it and it's going to be some, random ass shit bro <laughs> like it's gonna be like oh did you trip over that log oh my god look at what we uncovered type shit like it's that is so true that is that because that like, so remember, like not not a lot of people can like read the languages that come with yeah. so, technically like, robin understand right yeah like technically even like understanding the what it is that alone like people don't know what they don't know so I feel like it's going to be really interesting to see like how those parts of the the culture and the lore like come together because it is like living breathing lore within you know what I'm saying like the world is growing it's it's weird though because the world government had these put together yeah right and they have them done in this really weird language and they didn't get transcripts nobody got transcripts the Listen. weapons were made before the formation of the world government. Mm-hmm. By one group of people? 
by the kings <laughs> that ended up becoming the world government. Government. Mm-hmm. So uh, shouldn't they be from a place that knows that language? Yeah, but that would be one sense. Justin? Two, right, Justin. two, right? Two, you would be assuming that they wanted to make it a, a coherent thing where people could even understand. Because then you have to think about that too. If there are powers and there's all of these like weapons, there's information on how to use them. It's manuals. It's things that they can rig. Like just think of the shit that Usopp could do just on the fly. And then like True. think of like putting all of that together with just again the mechanics of how the world works because it's not just science it's science and it's magic True. so me True. if it were me mm. i will ra- i would have razzle dazzled that whole shit i would have had everybody i would have had everybody speaking three languages away from what the language was so it makes sense that robin is being hunted the way that she is because people who are in the know or probably have heard rumors because people have been alive for hundreds of years. They heard rumors. So they know there's kind of something they know what's going on with Roger. You know what I'm saying? Like there's crumbs so you could reasonably follow it, but you have to have information. You have to have money and you have to have like the wherewithal to not get caught by the government while being a pirate. I think they contracted somebody and was like, Hey, we need you to write xyz we got the plans there's but like, probably a secret we, group of people who know like everything like there's got to be and if, yeah, they, if the kings be. are the ones that are now in the the world government they're the head <laughs> of the world government right I, okay i want everybody I, that's listening to the recordings <laughs> to know that justin has turned his camera back on and he's <laughs> smiling at us with like the the most ridiculous. Look, like, yes. and, like there's got to be a way right so if they if they know the language but they know that only people who know this language are the ones that can operate it. If they give it away that they know this language, that puts a target on them. On them. Right? Immediately. So if they put that target on Robin and say, oh, she's the only she one that knows, knows how to do it. Big she's diversion. the one. Mm-hmm. We need to go after her. And you? then they make it seem like she's the only person that could control everything. That gets this limelight off of them. Mm-hmm. 100%. That is definitely something that this government would do. Added context. The Poneglyph on Sky Island. None of the Shandorans could read it and they've been there for at least a hundred years. Somebody done shown up. Somebody Okay, what? remember no 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 hold on. <laughs> remember how I was talking about how you know people was working with the government, blah 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 blah. All this stuff, all these bad pirates working with the government. Who was the baddest pirate of them all? Who was the baddest? Mm. Talk about it when I talk back. Who 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 was the baddest? Now Justin's Y'all are telling me he was just out here, had all this information, and no, he didn't work with anybody. Mm-hmm. He he knew nobody. He had no inside connections. Listen, talk to they him. They got the sword man. They got crocodile. They got black men who take naps all the time. You telling me he had no connection to the world government, and he went all these places. I love it here. Not, not you thinking that Gold Roger is the ops. Not. I, I'm not First saying of all, he's the ops. Any, I feel I'm like anybody with a lot of information and a lot of accessibility, There's I wouldn't no say they're the ops, but all four of my eyes are on them. You feel me? On like, them, like Robin. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's the reason we don't trust her. We don't trust her. Period. She's definitely the ops. I'll, period. That one is the ops for sure. She has already shown she the ops. She said she was on the team. <laughs> 
First of all, she over here moseying and shimming through the the canals of Venice right now. Like we don't even know what she got going on over there. I can't wait for y'all to get through Edith's lobby. Matter of <laughs> fact, hold on. There's a let me find out what chat because I want both of you to call me when you get to this chapter. But you 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 were all asking the right questions, and I'm really excited. This, this is real. No, this is uh, yeah. I think this is the the first mega arc of One Piece. Like this, this is the setup. We've done the setup. We've built our emotional connections. That was go time. Now we fight. Oh yeah. It's, if I wasn't in already, I'm in now. There's no way. Right. So um, I'm excited to see y'all read that. I'm excited for all of you reading at home to to get to Ian's lobby, and all right. Again, peek behind the curtain. You've probably noticed that the Patreon episode is different from this episode. I had actually already recorded a couple of these in advance. And the Patreon is me and my boy CJ going through Water 7 and Enos Lobby from the perspective of two people that have already like read the series and were rereading it. So if you want to check that out on the Patreon, please do. We pick up like a lot of the things that weren't obvious to us the first time reading through. Upon rereading, it's like, oh, no, it could only go this way. So it's really fun, and I am also super excited specifically for you two to read Enos Lobby because a lot of people say this is One Piece at its best until the next part, which is One Piece at its best, until the part after that, like the escalation from here because we, we've built up the crew. We understand sort of like the fundaments of what makes all the crew members tick. Now we get to explore the world and all the implications of the world. So. I'm ready. Same. You just say when. I'm super excited. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, next up, Enos Lobby, which includes Enos Lobby and Enos Lobby epilogue. Yes. Once we start doing what? mega arcs, we get epilogues and they're super important. Um, chapters 375 to 441. Look forward to seeing y'all there. Until next time, we're out of here. Check out everybody's content in the description and check you later. Bye. Bye.